the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Come on! Yeah! If you want it all back, jump to your feet right now! Oh! For the kingdom suffering violence, but the violent take it! What's up? It is Casey Gistler here, ending the week on play-by-play. We've got 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. Bear with me. I am going to be an allergic mess today. The allergies are getting me. I'm going to be sneezing. I may be clearing my throat. Bear with me. Being outside at this time of the year is not good for the old radio host, but we'll make it happen. We want to thank our sponsors, Ashley Barrios, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, the Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. <clears throat> Rouse's Markets, get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting Tarpon Athletics and community youth sports organizations. And 3T Oil Change, home of the drive through oil change. We thank all of them for their support. And then we've got more playoff baseball coming tomorrow, 12 o'clock noon. The Tarpons will be taking on South Terrebonne for game two and then maybe game three of that best of three series after the Gators get their win last night. So let's talk about that. We've got a big audience here today. A lot of folks are waiting to hear what I have to say about game one of the series. So sit down. And let's have a chat. South Terrebonne beat South Lafouche 12-8 to last night. Um, back and forth game, a lot of offense. The pitcher struggled. I think the pitcher struggled with nerves more than anything else. Um, Gator scored four in the top of the first. Tarpon scored three in the bottom of the first. And then we were on, just going back and forth, back and forth. Big offensive plays, big offensive plays. Teams were struggling to get outs. And South Terrebonne gets the 12-8 to win. Few things. First things first, um, the better team, at least for last night's game one, South Terrebonne outplayed South Lafouche in every facet. They played better and sharper defensively. They were more clutch on the mound in terms of getting outs when there were runners in scoring position. The Tarpon stranded 10. They got more timely hits. They came ready to go. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. This series is far from over. This series is far from over. South Lafouche still has a lot of pitching left in the tank, and unlike last weekend, okay, like last weekend, the Tarpons are playing Warren Easton, and Warren Easton gets behind one nothing, and we're over here on the sports corner on Saturday morning kind of giggling like, hey, man, there's no way. They're going to be able to go through 14 innings of baseball. There's no way they're going to be able to get, you know, the 42 outs that they need. And sure enough, they ended up not even being able to get an inning or two's worth of outs that they needed. They got blown out in game two. That's not going to be the case here for South Lafouche. They've still got their number one guy, Josh Pierce, ready to go. He's going to throw game two. Now, on the flip side to that, hey, South Terrible still got... Christian Arsenal, he's there. Like they're going to have their ace ready to go too. Where this gets dicey is if there's a game three. Will the Gators have enough pitching to withstand it 
for another whole game. Martin did the best that he could yesterday, and he worked with his offense. He went five innings, allowed four earned runs, six runs total. He did the best that he could. Lajani came in in relief, 46 pitches, two innings. He got hit a little bit at times. He did the best that he could. Arsenault is going to be their number one dude. If the Tarpons beat him in game two, what's left? And I think the answer that you may find is that that game three for the Gators may be a big struggle on the mound if it get, if it should get there. Conversely to that, if Josh Pierce does his best and he throws his usual six, seven inning game, what do the Tarpons have left? Oh, Darren Ducey, who went a complete game against South Terrebonne, allowing just one run early this season. Oh, Jacob Curaw, who's maybe been the most consistent starter of the season for the Tarpons on the mound all year long. So it's not over yet. You got to win two to move on to the next round. The Gators certainly have a leg up, and heck, they may win game two tomorrow and sweep for all we know. But this series is far from over because to win a three-gamer from behind, you've got to have enough pitching depth to get through the third game. And I'm telling you, from looking at it from afar, the Tarpons do have plenty left on the mound. And I think that they could be in a position where tomorrow could be a very interesting and very fun day, despite both teams who will be battling what's going to be the brutal uh, heat that is in the forecast. So just something to keep an eye on. I know a lot of folks are kind of bummed out. Oh, you know, big blue loss yesterday, whatever it may be. You got to win two games. Gators have only won one. There's still a lot of baseball left to be played in this series, and I think that the Tarpons have enough arms and enough weaponry left to where they could perhaps make a legitimate run at this thing and, and, and scare the life out of them throughout the rest of the postseason. Some other scores from around the area. Oh, heck, you know what? We're not going to go around the area. We're going to just tell you every score that happened yesterday in the state of Louisiana. How about that? In 5A, we didn't have any of the quarterfinal games get played. Everything's going to be played today. Those series are going to start today. In 4A, we told you the Gators got the win over South Lafouche 12-8. to In the other quarterfinal matchup that was played yesterday, it was Lakeshore getting a 2-1 to win over Assumption. Remember when we were at El Paso yesterday and Truck and I, and by the way, the folks at El Paso took great care of us. Go visit El Paso and Raceland. It's no longer Cinco de Mayo, but that doesn't mean that you don't need a quesadilla or you know a chalupa or a burrito or whatever in your life go visit them they took great care of us yesterday but remember yesterday we on yesterday's show we were talking and we said you know there's this this prevailing thought that the winner of South Lafouche and South Terrebonne is going to definitely play assumption in the semifinals I never bought that I never prescribed that Lakeshore is really really good they get a game one, two to one victory over the Mustangs, and now their one win away from punching that ticket forward. Now, can Assumption win two tomorrow? Oh, absolutely they can. But they've got the same struggles that um the Tarpons are gonna have, is that they're gonna have to figure out a way to to not just do it once, but do it twice. And that's a very difficult thing to do against a quality opponent. Lakeshore came ready to go. Lakeshore swept their last round series against Franklinton, played very well doing it. And Assumption's just you know, they've used a lot of dudes. Like, they played an eight-inning game last weekend, and I get it, the next game was a five-inning game, so they kind of, it all kind of leveled out. But then yesterday's a competitive game. Like, they've played some stressful innings here in the last couple of games, last couple of weeks. So they're going to have a big challenge to try to win two tomorrow, the first one at noon, the second one at three, in that best-of-three series against Lakeshore. Now, 
Let's go check the rest of the brackets. In 3A, we had one game get played yesterday. Lutcher, the number three seed, Coach Jensen and his crew, they get a 2 to nothing victory over Iowa. So Lutcher moves one win away from going to Sulphur, getting the big win over Iowa yesterday. In 2A, we had one game that was played yesterday in a best-of-three series between Manet and Bunky. Manet gets a 14-3 victory over Bunky. They lead that best-of-three series one game to nothing. Let's see. Let's go to 1A. 1A. I don't even know where they are in the 1A playoffs. I don't even think they play series. We're in the quarterfinals in 1A. No one played yesterday. Class B, we are in the quarterfinals. And no one played yesterday. I'll tell you, look, I told you, I'm going through all the brackets here. And a lot of these teams, you guys say, man, what the heck are you doing talking about them, Casey? Going through all the brackets. Class C, we had one quarterfinal game. Calvin defeats Downsville 11-1. to So Calvin's moving on to Sulphur. They're going to the next round. Those, those teams just don't have enough depth. They don't play series. That's just a single elimination tournament. Division One. there's some interesting things happening in Division One. Catholic of Baton Rouge, they win their quarterfinal series over Shaw. They went 11 to 1 and then 15 to 2. So Catholics moving on to the next round. Uh, Rumble, the sixth seed, gets an upset over number three, John Curtis. In game one of that series, Rumble beats Curtis 3 to 2. Brother Martin gets a survive and, oh, well, not survive in advance, but a, a win to stay alive victory over St. Augustine 9 to 7. St. Augs, the 10 seed, but yet they have played amazing baseball in the postseason. They swept St. Paul's last weekend, they took game one against Brother Martin. And then they pushed the heck out of Brother Martin in Game 2, falling 9-7. to So Game 3 of that series will be tomorrow out in the city as Brother Martin and St. Augustine will decide that thing. Division 2, we had uh, one game, two games played yesterday. My bad. St. Louis, the number 2 seed, they beat De La Salle 11-2. St. Louis is one win away. And we also had Parkview Baptist get a 5-4 to win over St. Thomas More. So the 4-seed Parkview Gets a one nothing lead in that series. Division three, we had St. Thomas Aquinas beat Lafayette Christian. St. Thomas Aquinas is the one seed. They went five to two in that one. Episcopal beats Dunham twelve to eight. Sorry, the eyes were failing me there. Couldn't see that number on the screen. Twelve to eight. And then you got St. Charles Catholic get a ten nothing win over Isidore Newman. Now the bracket that I want to talk about is Division four because we've got a local team there, and there were two really good games played out in Homa yesterday. Covenant Christian. Boy, what a, talk about a tale of two games, right? Covenant Christian and Central Catholic of Morgan City decide, hey, we're going to play the doubleheader on Thursday. So, you know, if one of the team wins both of the games, then they'll punch their ticket to the semifinals right out of the gate. Well, that didn't happen. We got a split. And it was a split of two blowouts, which is what I think makes this even more interesting. CCA wins game one 15-2, which we're reading that score at the ballpark and thinking, okay, well, CCA is going to, in about two hours, punch their ticket to the semifinals. Then you get home and you see CCA loses game two, 17-9. So, two very interesting and such staunch contrast and difference between game one and game two. The Eagles stay alive over the Lions. They win game two, 17-9. Game three will be tomorrow at 6.30 out in Homa. Also in that bracket, our buddy... Coach G. Cassard, they get a 13-3 victory over St. Frederick, and they uh, are now one win away from moving on to the next round there. And then you got Calvary Baptist getting a 6-0 win over Catholic Appoint Coupee. So those are your scores in Division Four. In Division Five, you got Claiborne Christian beating St. Joseph, and that's the only result there. 
So a lot of games will be played over the weekend. We didn't even talk about Vanderbilt. They haven't started their series yet. They're going to play tonight, and then tomorrow the Terriers are two wins away. They've got a big challenge. St. Michael the Archangel is the 11th seed, and usually the lower-seeded teams are like the teams that are near the bottom in the private school divisions aren't any good. That's not the case here. St. Michael's more than capable of challenging Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, of course, is going to be favored, and they should be favored. They're a great team. They've got great high-end starting pitching. But that's not going to be a series, at least I don't believe, where it's going to be 14-1 to and then you know 10-2. to I think the Terriers are going to have to work. I think those are going to be some very competitive games. St. Michael has some wins against some very quality competition. So those will be interesting games, to say the least. But the games that you'll be able to hear right here on Kaylee B will be the Tarpons and the Gators. Game two of that series tomorrow at noon. The recipe for South LaFouche is very simple. You've got to win to advance to game three, and then you got to win game three to advance to the quarterfinals. There's no room for error. And some of the things the Tarpons have to do better, no more walks. You walked, I think, 10 or, you know, not 10, I think like eight or nine last night. That can't happen, man. You got to figure out a way to get the top of the order out. You got to figure out a way to do that. Yesterday, Shea Petrie, the leadoff guy, two for three, two walks. So he reached base safely four times. Can't happen. Drew Petrie, two for three with a walk. He reached base safely three times. Can't happen. And then what that does is that puts guys on the bases for Jackson Martin and Logan Mallard for them to clean everything up. Jackson Martin was three for three, three RBIs, two walks. He came to the plate five times, didn't get him out once. Didn't get him out once. Logan Mallard in the five hole, two for four, five RBI. You let Petrie and Petrie get on base, Martin and Mallard are going to bring them in. Those two guys had eight RBIs combined last night. Eight of their 12 runs were driven in by those two guys. You have to figure out a way to get Shea Petrie and Drew Petrie out tomorrow or you're going home. It's as simple as that. Because if there's runners at the corners and no outs or one out or whatever for Jackson Martin and Logan Mallard all game long, you're going to lose. It's as simple as that. You're going to lose. During the regular season, the Tarpons did a very good job on Shea and Drew Petrie. Yesterday, the, the, the script got flipped a little bit, and it was a struggle. So just goes to show the difference there. In game two during the regular season, the Tarpons beat the Gators 8-1. to Drew Petrie 0 for 3, Shea Petrie 0 for 3. As a result, Jackson Martin had one RBI. It was a solo home run. No one was on base for him. He had one RBI, a solo home run. The first game of the series, Tarpons win 12-2. Drew Petrie 1 for 4, Shea Petrie 1 for 4. They got on base a couple of times, but it wasn't all game long. You can't let those guys go three for four with two walks and, you know, be hitting them. And no, that's a recipe for disaster. If there are dudes on base all game long for Martin and, you know, Mallard and Dettelier and Lirette, those middle of the order guys, you're going to be watching them dogpile on your home mound. You've got to figure out a way to cut off the head of the snake and keep those Petri boys off base. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this break. When we get back, we're going to the guy who's got to figure out all the things that we've just been talking about. That's Chandler Guitros, the Tarpon baseball coach. You're listening to play-by-play on Kelly B. We'll be right back after this. What are people saying about the Magic Hands True Shiatsu Neck and Back Massager by True Medic? Hi, I'm meteorologist Jim Rinaldi. You may recognize me as the voice of your weathercast from time to time. Well, I'd like to talk to you about Magic Hands Neck and Back Massager from True Medic. Sitting all day behind the microphone delivering weathercasts, believe it or not, is hard on the neck, back, and shoulders. I've had problems for years and finally found a solution. Magic Hands, the massager plus heat that I can control. 
I'm able to target those muscles that need the most work. It's portable, rechargeable, and I'm not tethered to a power cord. Here's how you can order one through this special radio offer. Order Magic Hands True Shiatsu Neck and Back Massager Plus Heat. The retail price is $299, but for this special radio offer of $79, you must visit ordermagichands.com. The keyword is ordermagichands.com or call 877-469-1669. One-year warranty and free shipping too. That's 877-469-1669. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We go to the phone lines for our first call in guest, South LaFouche baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros, is on the line. Coach, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Casey, man. Just counting down the seconds till we could uh, hear that last 2.30 school bell ring and get back to work with our guys in the back. Yeah, I'm sure, man. Uh, talk about um, you know the game last night. You guys fell, fall 12 to 8. It was an offensive game, which I didn't kind of expect going in. I thought it'd be maybe a little bit lower scoring. But they hit you in the mouth early and, and hold the lead throughout, and it was just one of those nights for your team. Uh, look, South Terrebonne did a great job of taking advantage of walks hit by pitches and errors. I mean, uh, we, we just didn't play very well, Casey, uh, defensively. Uh, you know, they, uh, we start off the game with a leadoff walk. Uh, then we misplay a bunt, another walk, and uh, I believe we get a strikeout. And then Logan Mallard sends one uh, to the left, to the right side, and they score uh, two or three off of that, and it was off to the races for them, man. They just uh, did a great job. They outplayed us in every phase of the game. Um, you know, we score eight runs. Anytime you score eight runs, uh, I like our chances to win that game, and yesterday it wasn't anywhere close to being enough. Um, so I talked about this in the first segment of the show. During the season, you guys did a really good job of limiting Shea Petrie and Drew Petrie in the two games combined. Those guys had just two hits combined. Yesterday... Uh, Shea Petrie's two for three with two walks, so he reached the base safely four times. Drew Petrie's two for three with a walk, so he reached base safely three times. 
And what that does, dude, I mean, you know this, that puts guys on the bases for Martin and Dettelier and Mallard and those big guys. Like in game two, and if there's a game three, you guys have got to figure out a way to get those top of the order guys out. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we don't want to be pitching to Jackson Martin. I respect the kid. Uh, you know, uh, I only got to intentionally walk him one time last night, and that was not the plan going in. But, uh, look, they did a good job of getting guys on base ahead of them. And, uh, you know, when you get into that situation, uh, first and second, nobody out, you got to pitch to the guy. Uh, so, uh, look, they did a great job all game long. I thought not just uh, with those two guys, but throughout their lineup. It wasn't until the fourth inning that we got the leadoff guy out. Uh, and whenever you're playing from behind, it's just so tough to do when your back's just against the wall the whole game and you, you scratch. And, and uh, also, I mean, offensively, I mean, you fall down 4 nothing, you, you can't really do a whole lot offensively besides go station to station. You can't give up outs. They're too valuable. Uh, so, look, they did a good job of keeping, uh, keeping the lead, extending that lead to where we really couldn't run our offense. So, uh, you know, once again, tip of the cap to them, man. They played well. Coach, um, you know, do you think that nerves were a factor yesterday on the mound? Because in the first inning, both pitchers struggled. It was that big crowd. It was, you know, I, do you think that nerves played into it a little bit early, in the early stages? Uh, I think some. I think uh, we'll maybe try to overthrow a little bit early on and leaving things a little high. Uh, and then we had to take a little bit off of the fastball just so we could locate. And, look, I'm, I'm not – Deuce Jeremy is not intimidated by any environment in the world ever. I think it was just one of those things that maybe the juices were flowing a little bit too much. Not not so much nervous, just maybe a little bit too – I don't know if over-focused would be a word, but he was just so locked in going into that game. And, uh, you know, it, it's tough on a kid. You know, he, he's at times throwing well enough, and then there's plays to be made that don't necessarily go down as an error – but plays that could be made that we just didn't make. And it was just a frustrating night for him. And uh, uh, I know he's ready to get back out there to work. I, I truly believe that the play that kind of turned the game was in the fourth inning. You guys get two outs and, you know, have a chance to get out of it with the game being six to four. Hey, no harm, no foul. You know, you got a great offense. And then Mallard clears the bases with that big double to left. I think that that was the, the one play that was kind of the backbreaker. And, you know, a lot happened after that. Obviously, it could have changed the result. But, man, that Mallard kid, was he was swinging it last night, and he, he dealt you some big blows. And, look, he was. And, look, uh, we, we're trying to stay away from him. That's the same exact pitch that he rolled over a couple of innings early into what should have been a double play ball. And, uh, you know, he takes that same pitch, same exact spot, same location on the black outside change, and he uh, goes the other way with it, which is something that we hadn't seen from him before in any time that we've ever seen him. Uh, he really doesn't go that way a lot with that pitch. So, uh, yeah, man, the kid had a night. Uh, he's good. He's good. And, uh, you know, uh, like you say, when we get into a situation where we got to see the fastball or get in uh, disadvantageous counts against Jackson Martin and uh, Logan Mallard, they'll make you pay. So going into tomorrow, I talked about this in the first segment of the show, is that obviously you guys got to win too, which, you know, that's tough. But I do think that you have the arms still available to win too, which is – you know, kind of unlike Warren Easton last weekend, right? Like, they had to win two, and we all kind of knew, you know, silently, like, they don't have enough pitching to do this. You guys do. So, I think that, you know, that may be a, a little bit of a feeling of comfort knowing that, hey, you got the arms to make this happen. It's just going to be a matter of executing and, and putting it together. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, uh, to answer people, if uh, anybody has a question, why, why did we do what we did last night? Uh, whenever they extended that lead to two, three runs, there's no sense in wasting a Jacob Curall, a Josh Pierce, or a Darren Doucet in relief. There just isn't. You know, now if we had a tied or cut it to a one-run game or maybe taken the lead at some point, then, yeah, you look at coming in with those guys. But doing what we did allowed us to save our entire cupboard. 
uh, for tomorrow. We have a full staff available. And, uh, look, I'm, I'm just going to be frank with you. If we could get through the first one, find a way to grind out a win, uh, with, this is going to be ace versus ace. You know, our guy got to throw better than their guy. We got to make the plays behind him. But if we could survive through that first game, uh, come game three, man, it's, uh, it's shaping up to be as good as we could hope for in that situation. So what's the difference between them, you know, now versus when they were 0-6 in district? Like, Coach, um, Coach Barber don't know the answer to that. He doesn't know how to explain it. So what are some of the things you're seeing? Like, I just feel like they're playing with more confidence. You know, they're, they're playing with a little bit more vibe. Like, I, I don't know how they flip the switch like this every year, but what are some of the things that you're seeing that's the difference between district play and now? Look, I'm, I'm seeing uh, a little bit of what you saw against us in Tioga, and I know the result didn't turn out that way, but just playing fearless and playing with nothing to lose and just, you know, letting it all hang out there, man. Uh, look, they were they were jacked up the second they got off the bus. They came out swinging. Um, and they just looked confident. They were a different team, man. And look, <laughs> I mean, you uh, walk, walk uh, a guy, misplay a bunt, and walk another guy. Doesn't give a team a lot of confidence, you know. And, and they just were able to take a relaxed approach at the plate offensively. And uh, look, they're, they're not the same team. They uh, they're not. Um, they capitalized on every mistake that we made. They smelt blood in the water, and they went after it and got it. So. Uh, yeah, it's the same dudes, but they're a totally different team. Uh, Coach, this is Truck. Uh, uh, yesterday, I was standing next to Coach Colley and Casey. As the bus drove up, the the South Terrebonne fans really started, uh, you know, with the cowbells and cheering, and I didn't know what, what was going on. Then I saw the players coming. I was holding the door open to, to, to the dugout and looking at each kid, and – I'm not going to say a smirk, but they had a, a smile on their face, but yet a little focused, but with a smile on their face like, hey, we're here on house money. We don't have anything to lose. You know, it's like they, I don't know, they just had a different attitude compared to, uh, to, to the Tarpons. The Tarpons were focused, but uh, again, nerves played into it, I think, uh, a little bit, but but South Terrebonne came came in a little more relaxed, maybe, and um, they made errors, but they also made some some good plays and some good good excellent infield throws. Yeah, uh, the shortstop Shay Petra. I know we had a couple of errors there and a, a couple of plays. I, I think the first uh, base umpire struggled a little bit for both teams equally. Uh, that, that was marked as errors for them. But uh, Shea Peach is a hell of a player at shortstop. Henry Lear at thirds, terrific. Uh, look, they, they're a good team. They got really good players. And like you said, they were, uh, they, they came out swinging. They came out swinging, uh, and uh, they uh, they were confident. And, sure. But the one thing I did notice is their physical size. They may have had one or two tall kids, uh, but but for the, for, for the most part, I said, look at these, you know, short guys, Smaller than, than 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 what I thought, what I was expecting. You know, I, I, I'm thinking football, South Terrebonne. You know, here comes the these uh, tree trunks and all that. But a bunch of good young hustling uh, young men, and uh, you know, they, they they played hard on the field, and obviously the the scoreboard reflected that. But uh, again, it, it's a team that that. The Tarpons can beat, obviously, but uh, pound for pound, I, I, I think we have a, a, a stronger team, stronger bats, but 
they are a good base all round baseball team. Uh, absolutely, they are, and they, they have been ever since Coach Barb has been there. And uh, you know, you line up straight up; it doesn't matter who's more talented. I mean, if you you walk eight guys, it doesn't matter what what the hell you know what else you do. Uh, you know, they did a good job capitalizing, and uh, you know, we look forward to getting back to work and fixing it tomorrow. So, uh, Pierce going for game two, and I know it's going to just be hey, whatever you got to do to get through game two. If it were a situation where both Curell and Ducey were available for game three, do you want to tip your hand as to who would start, or are you keeping that close to the vest? I'm going to keep that one uh, internal there, Keith. Okay, no, I understand that completely. Um, and then on the flip side to that, uh, offensively you guys scored eight, but you did strand ten on base. And and there were times where you could have – where you had nice innings, but – you didn't maybe expand on those innings a little more, left a little bit of meat on the bone. How do you finish driving those runs in and kind of breaking down that wall and closing out the innings with a bang? Uh, I think an important part is getting guys on with less than two outs. Um, I'll have to go back and look at the exact stats, but it felt like there were the majority of innings, I'd say five more, that they got the leadoff guy out. Um, so it's about doing our damage early in innings. That way we can go to our bunt game. We can go to hit and runs. We can go to stealing. Uh, you know, it's about putting pressure on them, and yesterday we weren't able to do that because of the score in the situation and us not being able to get the leadoff guy on. So I think getting the leadoff guy on is key. We have guys that could swing it. I think having a good middle oppo approach against Christian Arsenault is going to be the ticket. Uh, that's what we used the first time, and uh, that's what we're going to go back to today. You know, we're going to have to have that pitching machine. He's got some velocity. We've got to be on time, hit the ball early in counts, make him work, and, uh, you know, see what happens. I, I have one comment uh, I'd like to insert. You know, we talk a lot about pitching, uh, a good catcher for, for you know, both teams. But uh, infielders always talked about. But some of the unsung heroes I, that I thought last night were, were the South Lafouche outfielders. From left field, the, the the coverage that that uh, he he made is Alamon that's that's out yeah, there West West yeah. West yeah his coverage uh, right fielder the same thing and then in the heart of it Jonas Kale Jonah Kale with with the plays that he made and and the the I'll say the running errors uh, running on us trying to get that that score and us throwing those bullets the home plate. Uh, from the outfielders, uh, that was was big, and I think that's going to be even a bigger factor tomorrow. Yep, and look, even though uh, you know we lost the game, and I'm glad you mentioned it, and we get to talk about it. Uh, they played a Jonah Akali made in the left center or in the right center gap, and then we double up the guy at second base. Was as good of a play as I've yeah. ever seen from a high school outfielder yes. Ever, ever. Yes. Uh, and we've coached some good ones here. I've seen some good ones here. I'll venture to say he's the best outfielder that we've had. To go. To- uh, yeah, to go back, to go back, to get the ball, and the the runner thinking that that you know he he, he dropped it, but going backwards, I think he fell to his knee, got up, and just fired that bullet to to second base. That 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 was beautiful to, to see. Yeah, it's special, and uh, you know, uh, I haven't seen that from any of our guys ever or an opponent ever in 10 years of coaching this at this level. That was absolutely special, and I wish that we could have got a win to highlight it more for them. Well, Coach, I heard the bell. I think it's time for us to, to hang up. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you. Bye. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitro spending some time with us. It was a tough one for the Tarpons. They've got enough arms to get through to tomorrow. 
But you got to face a very difficult and very challenging opponent. This is going to be tough. It's going to be tough, no doubt. Uh, you know, congratulations to uh, South Terrebonne Gators for getting that, that first game. And, and really, in my uh, – 74 years old, but my 50-plus my years of, of attending uh, South Lafouche sports – that was the largest baseball crowd oh, I've yeah. seen at high school level. Oh yeah, easy. I I I had a dozen people come up to me and and they they were in amazement. I even told Miss Sheremy when when I dropped off the equipment uh, to you guys, I was walking around, ran into her, and I said, "It's a football atmosphere. It it, it felt it, and and you know the." The tarpon walk, the whole bit, it, it, it all all came back. The free songs, you know, were, were, were hitting me. But it was a football atmosphere. You know, football is king always in high school. But but that was that the atmosphere at that baseball game on both sides, green and blue. So tomorrow it'll be Josh Pierce versus, we assume, Arsenal in game two. Um and I really believe, and I asked him the question, he said, I ain't giving you that answer. I knew he wouldn't, but you still got to ask. If both Kirill and Duce are both available for game three, that's such an interesting decision because Kirill has maybe been a little bit more consistent, but Duce faced them once earlier this season and complete gamed them and beat them easily. So that's such. A, that, that's why those guys are on the hot seat. That's a tough decision if it comes down to well, that. Well, give me give me a, a scouting report. I know we're running over uh, your your break, but a scouting report on the pitcher that the Tarpons are going to face first game tomorrow. Yeah, Arsenal, big kid. He's their starting quarterback for football. The guy we've seen the last couple of years. He throws hard. Um, at times, maybe a little bit of issue with command. Whenever the Tarpons beat him earlier this season, he, he walked some guys and, and, and had some issues there. But he throws hard, and I think that the thing that Coach Guitro has talked about is the approach is going to be very critical, is that you're not going to get in front of his fastball often to jerk it out. So he, just feed it to the right side. It's okay to be a little bit late. Hit it opposite field, and I think the, if the Tarpons do that, He'll be able to play station to station. The first go around, he threw five innings, allowed seven hits. Tarpon's got six runs. He had four walks. So, if you're patient, you can maybe run up the pitch count, have a good opportunity. But um, he's he's tough. He, he's 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 gonna bring some velo. I, I I was surprised on the pitch count on on the uh, lefty that uh, when y'all mentioned uh, he's approaching 100 pitches, uh, and I'm going, well, wait, we're we're just in the fourth inning, and. If if uh, either team gets their the the opposing pitcher to have that pitch count and and, and make every at bat go four five and six pitches, it, it uh, is going to be a short outing for for either starter. Yeah, I agree with that. So that's what Tarpon's going to be dealing with tomorrow. The Mustangs are in the same situation. They've got to win two in a row. CCA's in a spot where they've got to win a winner take all game three. And Vanderbilt will be starting their series tonight. So we'll recap all of that tomorrow on the Sports Corner, live from the field. And then also we've got uh, game two and then maybe game three. It's going to be a hot day. We're going to have to hydrate. We're going to have to get some fluids. Stay hydrated. Uh, Sports Corner from 10 to 1130. Yes. And that, that'll give us time to... to regroup and uh hydrate and <laughs> gulp that hot dog or whatever and 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 be ready for a great ball game yep. and, and we we hope 
to to have our, our I keep saying I'll have the cordless mic. I had it yesterday, but we'll have it set up and hopefully be able to interview Coach Barba and Coach Guitros before the game and and get their thoughts if they're willing to uh, to to do it for us. Yeah, very good. Let's catch a break when we get back. Talk a little bit of NBA. Then we've got Damien at twelve fifteen. Then we've got our weekend predictions, and we've got all kinds of stuff going on. It's play by play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins onan and many more industrial power systems power is our middle name call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in galliano Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions, our medicine bottles, and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back here to Play by Play. We're enjoying ourselves on this kind of soggy Friday, but hey, man, we're, we're making it work. We're, we're doing some strategy talk. Yeah, planning out our day tomorrow. There will be a game three. I was just about to say, Coach Barb, if you're listening, Truck and I just decided there will be a game three tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> Casey, please don't tell the audience what color shirt I'm wearing today. Oh. I, I, I grabbed the shirt and 
in honor of my granddaughter that went to Southeast University. And it even has a golden medal lion on it. Oh, that hurts. But I have a Southeast Lions shirt on green. Okay. So I, I'm not celebrating South Terrebonne. I'm, okay. I, I'm just happy for them that they're going to get to win one out of three. <laughs> I tell you I'm what, man. I'm trying to stay out of trouble. Tell you what, um, those dudes, they, they they could play, man. and they, They're very well coached. And I was talking to Coach um, Ogeron's uh, – no, not Coach Ogeron. Coach Ogeron's father, Bubba Ogeron, yesterday, and he was talking about how proud he was of – of the Gators for their turnaround and, and, and the limited practice time that they have had. It's been right. uh, one heck of a year, man, and, and they're one went away. We're, we're, we're in the same boat. You know, both schools receive damage, and, and, and both schools, I, I don't know if South Dearborn got to play on their field, but a lot of blood, sweat, and tears got, you know, was invested prior to the season to, to make it a successful season yep. and hats off to both programs. Yep. Don't want to forget Vanderbilt. They start their series. Don't want to forget CCA. They are playing a game three. Um, don't want to forget about assumption. They've got to win two against the Lakeshore. We called it by the way. We said, Hey bro, like let's not assume assumptions going to be there. They've got to win a series. They lost game one, two to one against a very pesky Lakeshore team. Lakeshore is always good. They've always been good. Uh, Coach Ravalier was part of that program. They were good before that. They were good after. Like they've just got a lot of talent there. They've always got great pitching. And then yesterday they went two to one. I saw Assumption's offense. If you're holding them to one run in a game, you must have an arm that it, it could really throw. And now Lakeshore's got to win one tomorrow to try to punch that. That team. would that would be a Gator Neville upset of of the same same level. I I, I would think. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit of NBA. Then we'll get Damian on. My 76ers are playing the Heat tonight. They're down 0-2. Joel Embiid has cleared concussion protocols but is doubtful for Game 3. He's trying to get fitted for a mask. He's got a broken cheek, and there's a lot going on there. The Suns are playing the Mavericks. The Suns lead two games to zero, the first road game for Phoenix. Um, I I think both of these series are about a wrap. I think Miami's going to beat my, my 76ers. I think the Suns are going to beat Dallas. And the more and more I watch this um, – I think the Suns may win it all, and the more and more I also watch this, it makes you even prouder of the Pelicans because the Pelicans are killing Dallas every game. They didn't beat the Pelicans that easily, but they're rolling through the Mavs so far. And the Suns are giving me a a fit on on FanDuel. Are they? (laughs) Because the Suns are going to Dallas. Dallas has to have a good game. You know, Luka can't do it by himself, but if the team starts playing – uh, all of a sudden, that gap closes. I mean, the Pelicans beat the Suns, and I think Dallas can beat the Suns, but Dallas has to play a, a complete game. But uh, it, it, it's a, a tough decision. Thinking I'm going to stick with the Suns for for a big sweep, and it, I I just don't think it's going to happen. But I think it, it, it'll be a, a five game series. Yeah, and then Saturday over the weekend you got Boston and Milwaukee. That one's one to one. You got Memphis and Golden State. That's also one to one. The Boston Milwaukee series is unique because Milwaukee won Game One on the road and blew them out. Then Boston came back Game Two at home and blew them out. So now what's that going to look like in Milwaukee? And then you got Memphis. John Morant, the guy that I think the Pelicans should have taken number one when Zion was available. He scores forty-five points in Game Two. 
was unbelievable. The kid is fearless. They're playing the Warriors. No one expects them to win, but they've been competing. Memphis is such a fun team to watch. And the the let's I forget the Warriors just eked out the uh, victory. In, what is it? Game one. Game one yeah, yeah. They could on, easily on, be down 0-2. On, uh, Clay Thompson took a, a three pointer to take a, a one point yep. lead and 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 the victory. And uh, the opponent had a chance to win the game. They had a great play called with three second, three point four seconds left in the game, but the the layup was was contested. <laughs> but I mean, he threw up a brick, a hard brick. Instead of I thought he'd have took a I, I guess a running jump shot with a little more control. But they they had the chance to win by a point. Oh yeah. It- so let's talk about this before we, we catch a break and go to the phone lines with Damien. We talked. We, we were sitting yesterday at El Paso, and I shouted them out earlier in the show. They took great care of us, great food, great service. It was bon. wonderful. Yeah, boom. Um, we were talking while watching, I think it was in the third or fourth inning, the, the Angels and the Red Sox, and we were wondering, hey, is this live? It was. Otani yesterday, seven uh. innings, 11 strikeouts, no runs allowed at the plate, two for four. He's one of the best pitchers. He's one of the best hitters. That dude is going to get a huge, like he's not up for a contract anytime soon. But when he is, if he continues to do this, like open up the bank vault because he's getting it all. That's going to be a ridiculous contract. And the Wells Fargo truck. Yes. They keep setting records on on the the size of the contracts each year. And I I just don't know what's going to be the ceiling. But. This this kid is this not five eight. He's he's what six four six five. Yeah, he's a big dude, and he's getting ripped too. He's getting big and strong. And, and he pitches with a smile. He bats with a smile. You know the home run derby he hit. You know when he didn't hit well, he still had a smile on his face. I know he's not American, but he's that all American kid. You know playing baseball. Yeah, he, he does have a whole lot of fun doing what he does. And, look, I think what had always kind of hurt his marketability was the fact that the Angels were never any good. But the Angels are 17-10 and 10 now, and you got an offense that has Rendon, Trout, Otani. Like, they've got some sticks, man. They're going to be tough to deal I, with. I got burned again on FanDuel prior to yesterday. Uh, again, I, I, I'm thinking, oh, the Red Sox are, are going to, gonna, you know, they're going to be all right against the angels and then i'm watching it live on my phone and i see rendon i said i forgot about that animal and mike trout is in the background it's like oh my god there goes the game and sure enough i didn't win that one so fanduel fanduel gets another one huh but i'm gonna i'm gonna get even but anyway they got away with two of them. So. Very good. So let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll go to the phone lines. We're going to Damien St. Pierre. We have him every Friday. We talk about basketball. We talk about high school sports. We talk about boxing. There's some big boxing news happening this weekend. We'll have Damien on in the next segment of the show. Uh, 3T all changes. Uh, one more. What happened? I got burned last night. One right? more. Darren hit one about 60 feet over the fence. You owe Darren an all change. Uh, here we go. All right. It's still on. 3T and... All in uh, truck. Uh, I'll uh, I'll be there handing out the gift certificates. I I could tell you I looked at the weather forecast this morning just for you. 
the wind won't be blowing in or out tomorrow. It will be blowing across the field. So I don't know what that means. They'll have to earn their 3T oil change. But it will be 90 degrees, so the ball's going to be flying out. Oh, <laughs> ah. All right, time out. So we'll catch a break. We'll get to Damien out of this break. You're listening to play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Hello friends and family, Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilet also holding tank rentals and portable hand washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! It's Friday. It's play-by-play. We are enjoying our day. We hope the same for you all. Casey Jisclair here. Because it's Friday, that means we're going to Damien St. Pierre. Every Friday we talk with Damien about all kinds of things going on in the world of sports. Damien, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well, Casey. Sounds like we're picking that buffer music out of a hat. (laughs) Maybe so. Yeah, we've got a a whole lot of different things going on. I'm going to ask you first about uh, the, the some high school stuff, and then we'll then we'll talk some some college and pro. I asked Taylor this a minute or not a minute ago, a couple of days ago rather, is um, South Lafouche had such a great athletic year, right? You know, football team's good, basketball teams are good. Let's not forget about the girls. The girls' basketball team is good. 
softball has a great season, volleyball, whatever it may be. When was the last time they had such a good year, top to bottom, like where every sport was successful? Wow, you, you put me on the on the spot right there. Um, it, it takes it takes something special from a from like you just mentioned every sport it takes something special from both sides of the fence from uh, you know from top to bottom. I couldn't put a year on that. Uh, every year that I was at South, I feel like we had uh, maybe a sport that wasn't excelling as, as as good as the other one. And unfortunately, I've been on a couple of, on the downside of a couple of those teams, but um, truly special a couple of years and. I can tell you from being with this this uh, crop that's coming in from the middle school class that uh, I don't think the the production is going to slow down at all as far as being successful in, in the in the sports world. Very good. So now let's talk some NBA playoffs. You got the Eastern Conference side of things. My 76ers are up against it. They're without Embiid. They're down 0-2. The other series I think is interesting. You got Boston and Milwaukee. The Bucks killed them in Game One, and the Celtics you know beat the Bucks badly in Game Two. They're going to Milwaukee now. If Embiid comes back, and that's a big if, can the 76ers make that interesting? Because I, I tend to think that they maybe can, but I don't I, I don't know. Miami's playing such a good brand of basketball right now. Miami kind of like, I'm trying to think of a way to say this without sounding too funny. They kind of remind me of like South Lafouche. Like they don't have that big one guy going ISO. They just play hard defense. They run sets. Like they're kind of the South Lafouche of the NBA playoffs. They just play harder than everybody else does. And and I, I really like the way that they're playing right now. It seems like they're just battle tested, and they've been through every possible situation that they could that they could be put in at this point. You got just to go off that point about about you know being South of Fuchs, like everybody's contributing. You got the six man of the year coming off the bench, and it, it it's too much. There's right now uh, without him being, it's impossible because you got too much bam going on in the middle right now, and you just got it, it, like you said it's. Harden's having trouble. He doesn't have a great supporting cast without Embiid, and he's kind of getting locked up because they play good defense. They're hard nosed, and they're just not going anywhere. It's almost like a like a heavyweight fight where, you, to the point, you're in kind of like the you know you're in the third, fourth round now, and you're giving this guy every shot that you could possibly throw at him, and he's still there and he's still coming, and he's not going anywhere, and that'll wear on you mentally a little bit as well. But I, what I, with Embiid, it, it I don't know if it, it may be too late for that. Um, but without him, I mean, it, it, this this may be done in five. I'm glad you said that because everybody's getting on hard and like, oh, man, why is he not scoring 40 points? Because he's being trapped and doubled and all of the defensive pressure is on him. And, like, I get it. He's getting a little bit older and he is slowing down. But, my goodness, just look at the way they're guarding him. Now, the other Eastern Conference series, the Bucks win game one easily against Boston. Then Boston comes back and wins game two easily. Is the reality of either of those two games what's going to happen here going forward, or is it going to be, you know, now we're going to find reality somewhere in the middle and we're going to have a bunch of close games coming home? Uh, that, that's exactly what's going to happen. Either team that's going to be hot or either team that's going to make the better adjustments are going to, are going to uh, come out on top. Um, the second game, the Celtics shot the lights out. They had 23 corners. And, like, it got to the point where um, they ran a little set play towards the baseline and Jason Tatum was just kind of sitting there for about four or five seconds and nobody was around. Well, of course we're going to hit those type of shots. I think Milwaukee got a little fatigued towards the end, towards the end of that. Um, and I'm almost to the point, and this may be just a weird way of thinking this, and you can tell me if, I, if I'm dead wrong, almost to the point that some of these teams, aside from Memphis, will get into these, these games. It's a hard-fought game. They start going down, and they just kind of start looking towards, all right, so it's, you know we, we lose one, we'll, we'll just go to the next one. 
I guess towards the beginning stages of these series, I'm kind of seeing that. And may, may, tell me if I'm wrong on that. Do you see any of that? No, I think you're right, and I think that you're also right in saying that Memphis is the only team that doesn't do that. Memphis is playing with that little bit of extra fire. Heck, you saw Miami in the last series. They get up, I believe it was like 3-1 or maybe 3-0, whatever. Jimmy Butler just takes a game off. Like He just doesn't play in a game because he's got you know knee soreness or whatever. Yeah, I think that there are teams that are playing the end game and they're trying to you know make sure that they survive and get all the way through. And and I think the reason for that is look how many times in recent years have like big star players gone out before the playoffs ended. I think it all kind of started with Derrick Rose, but then we saw Kyrie go down. We've seen Klay Thompson go down. Uh, Chris Paul got hurt when he was with the Rockets. Maybe cost them the championship last year. Both Kyrie and Harden go down for the Nets. Like I think teams are just trying to make sure they survive and get through this healthy. And you can't really blame them. It, it, it's a uh, it, it it could be a huge return on that on that break or. Are, 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 are not not having that break. You got these guys, just say Kyrie fancy just mentioned, how many guys, how many games has he played since he's in, you know, fourth or fifth grade? How much rest has he, got, has he gotten? A guy like that, uh, you know, being a top recruit and then coming in and being a, a, high, a high draft pick and then never having that time off, I think it's a little bit different. I know this generation kind of gets a little uh, flack for that, maybe sitting out a little bit too much, taking breaks. But that older generation, they didn't have that year-round AAU ball or – high school showcases where you had to travel around the country for that. It's a little bit different, uh, and it's a lot more wear and tear on the body. So as much as I hate to see it, I don't. I, I can't call it a, a, a dumb investment on, on, you know, on, the, on the side of the, the GMs or the coaches or whoever's making that call. Yeah, yeah no, that's a good point. Out west, Phoenix is leading Dallas 2 to nothing. They're playing exceptionally well right now, maybe the favorites to win it all. The series I want to ask you about is Memphis and Golden State. We have seen two flagrant two-foul ejections in that series. We have seen two very exciting and very close competitive games. Now the series moves out to Oakland over the weekend. John Morant's looking like he's taking that step of becoming a bona fide, like not just a good player, but a great player, superstar type guy. I favor Golden State to probably win it. But man, I know this. Memphis is is scrappy. They play hard. They're not afraid to, you know, get into fisticuffs at times. I love watching the Grizzlies play. I have become a big fan during these postseason. It's kind of like an old school team, what we just talked about. They're they're not afraid to get down and dirty, hit, create that hard foul. Uh, the environment in Memphis is 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 awesome to see, and it's a, it's got to be a fun environment to play in. Whenever they do get those, you know, taking care of home court, huge game game one that Golden State took. That talking about that home court advantage. They took game one, and that, that'll be the difference in the series, in my opinion. Um, but it, it, that, that lead's never safe. But in Golden State, they just, they shoot threes and threes and threes, and it doesn't matter whether they're up or down. They're going to play kind of that same way. But if they get hot, no matter how hard you play in, in the end of the third quarter, or, excuse me, end of the fourth quarter, if Golden State's knocking down threes, it, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, too many turnovers in game two for Golden State. Clay Thompson – I, I don't know if he's not playing as well as, as he as he has in the past, but he had a couple of crucial plays that that led Memphis to that win in Game Two. But I, I think you got, I think you're right. Golden State's going to go ahead and take that series, but it's not going to be without a fight from from Memphis. They got a lot of talent, they got a lot of buy-in, and they play hard. It's, it's a it's a fun series to watch. I love recruiting. You love recruiting. It's one of the things that I like the most about sports, and even in life, you know, just the act of trying to convince somebody to do something. I think it's an art. And I think it's a lot of fun. LSU men's basketball gets a transfer commitment from Murray State star player, not just decent player, not just role player, star player K.J. Williams. He was their conference player of the year, averaged 18 points, 
eight rebounds. He was dynamic. Women's basketball today gets a five-star transfer commitment from Maryland star player Angel Reese, who averaged 18 points, 10 rebounds as a sophomore. <laughs> LSU men and women right now are loading up. Matt McMahon has gotten several players at the high school ranks, several players in the portal. Kim Mulkey's doing her thing, starting to load up, starting to get her type of players into the program. They've got to transfer from West Virginia, from Missouri, from Ohio State, and a great high school class as well. LSU men and women's basketball are both in great positions right now. And that starts at the top. Uh, talk about living recruiting. That's what I do for a living, man. I, I, I enjoy what I do. Um, but we talked about about a month ago or maybe maybe even longer than that, if, if, if McMahon will be able to come in and do something with the looming implications of, of you know, the Will Wade saga. And he's proved that he could get some quality basketball players and he's going to build something really quick. That's the great thing about the portal. You could have an off year and that next year you may be right there ready to win again. There's no, there's no more rebuilding. I think with the, with the transfer portal and the NIL deals, there's no more. There's not going to be any more rebuilding. Uh, and Brian Kelly's kind of showing that, and I think he's going to show that when when the season starts from football. He's doing a great job of managing that portal as well. On the women's side, she showed it last year what what she could do. I think LSU has top rated facilities, uh, top coaches, and just it's a it's a great program to be involved. They have some top level NIL deals as well. Um, what's what's stopping you from coming here is just going to be wanting specifically to go somewhere else. If you're on that fence, we have the right people in place. We have, the, Like I said, we have the right facilities, and the money's there as well. we got a lot of supporters. I think it's a – as many people give that NIL and transfer portal a, a bad rap for LSU, I think it's going to be a great thing, and it's going to continue to be a great thing as, as they kind of figure it out more and more. This is a little bit off of script here, but I think that you know your answer kind of sparked the question. You got McMahon for the, the men's basketball. You got Mulkey for women's basketball. You got Brian Kelly for football. You got Jay Johnson for baseball. Beth Tarina for softball. I think those are five amongst the best at their craft coaches. Has the LSU coaching tree in terms of the head coaches across the athletic department, has it ever been better than it is right now? I think that they've got elite coaches at all of the major sports. It's definitely in the running for the best crop of coaches that, that LSU's ever had cohesively. Um, and, you know, Kind of going back to what we said about the success of, of, of South LaFouche and their entire program, that's almost the same exact thing. you got some great coaches there. you got some people that are, that are putting in a lot of time, a lot of effort, and it, it doesn't go unnoticed. Yeah, very good. So let's talk a little bit of fighting. We've got uh, Canelo, who will be boxing this weekend. Uh, not a fight that's expected to be a big, big challenge. They're just kind of setting up some future fights here. That they've been doing that throughout the spring. What are we expecting to see from Canelo, and is there any shot at all that this becomes interesting or any type of a challenge for him? If he takes the knife off, kind of like Jimmy Butler does, you know, but we know <laughs> that's not going to happen. He's, he's got he's got a lot of uh, goals in mind after he's he's complete with this fight. Um, you know, his opponent undefeated, not a big puncher, but not a not a feather fisted guy either. He's going to come in, and it, it's going to, in my opinion. It's going to be how, how his opponent fights. And if he's coming at him, Canelo will make it a fight. I don't know if he's going to uh, – if Canelo will go at him. He, if you try to walk him down, that, that may be the outcome. But from, from the odds, from the experts, just hearing everything out, it's going to be an easy, cruised decision for Canelo. Uh, he's going to give Bivol his, uh, his first defeat as a professional. It feels like – and I didn't realize this time reading the ESPN story right now. It feels like Canelo's like in his mid to late 30s. He's still a fairly young man. He's 31. 
It just feels like he's older, but he's got the big, thick record, but he fought so damn much early in his career. He's already got 60 bouts under his belt, but he's only 31 years old. Man, I didn't realize that. I think he made his professional debut in Mexico at 16 or 15, and I mean, rules and regulations are a little bit different for boxing down down there than it is here. But uh, you know, the first time we got to see Canelo, I think he was maybe maybe had 14, 15 fights under his belt already before he made his debut in America. Very good. So we've got uh, some news about the local fight scene. Of course, uh, Mr. Chad Broussard's card got canceled or postponed. But we also got news that Jonathan Guidry, we've had him on play-by-play fought for the heavyweight title and did excellent whenever he uh, had that opportunity. He's now got his next opponent. What do you know about that? So doing some quick research, um, he's going to fight the Kerry Johnson, who's undefeated, 7-0, 6 knockouts. He's, he fought the Kerry Johnson. Kerry Scott fought on Jonathan's undercard when he fought Trevor Bryan uh, in his last fight, in his last bout and had his biggest victory to date against a 13-1 and fighter, which he won a split decision, which we all know Jonathan lost that split decision to Trevor Bryan in the main event on that card. He's only been past the first round twice. Uh, not the best opponents um, aside from that 13-1 and guy. 27-30-1 and combined record of his, his seven opponents. But again, that one fighter has, that, has 13 of those 27 wins. So um, I, I don't know if, if Don King's put this together. It's a Don King card. It's, again, it's, a, it's on the Trevor Bryan undercard. Uh, maybe winner of this gets signed. Maybe winner of this does something as far as something called the NABA Gold Heavyweight Championship. Not sure what that is. Not sure what comes with that. But um, uh, the Kerry Scott, was on, like I said, he was on that undercard. But I don't think he was brought in to win. I think it was an upset that he had on that undercard, of Jonathan's undercard. So, again, Great situation for Jonathan to be in. He's on a. Uh, it, I don't know if the fight will end up on television or not. Maybe an extended pay per view portion of it. Um, but he's got himself in a position. June, uh, early June. Does he have enough time to get ready? What he's been doing between the two fights. That's gonna, we'll be able to tell that uh, once the bell rings and, and and that fight begins. Do you know where that's going to be? Is that somewhere uh, quasi local in the southeast type of thing? Was I man? I, I think about maybe going to take a ride if it's somewhat close. Uh, I don't have the the location, okay. but it is a it is a pay per view fight. I think it's like three big, uh, big semi fights, but um, I, I don't think it's in the south. But I could be wrong. Okay, that well, sounds good. Very quickly before we let you go, the Saints get the Honey Badger. It was such a popular signing that uh, they broke the NFL website yesterday when they put the jerseys up. I asked you this because, look, you are like me. The things that the masses usually like, you and I usually don't like. What are your thoughts as Teron Matthew is going to New Orleans? He's an LSU guy, Casey. I got to be positive. There you go. <laughs> I love what he's done. Uh, I could tell you my, my first Honey Badger story when is when he came down um, to play Servon Reed in, at Thibodeau. That was one of my first time I got to lay eyes on him. You could tell that guy was going to be an amazing. He, he was an amazing athlete then, and you could tell he was going to be a, a superstar then. Um, he, you know, he's a great guy. You know, he's won he's won awards just for for being a good guy. Uh, he's a he's a competitor, and it's going to be fun to be able to see him kind of do that in, in New Orleans. He's going to be add to kind of that atmosphere that I'm that I'm sure is going to be kind of back and rolling this year. He's going to help that out, and good to see an LSU guy succeed all the time. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna root against him. I may root against all these Ohio State wide receivers, but not against an <laughs> LSU guy. Very good. Thanks so much for the time, man. We'll chat again next Friday, okay, bud? Absolutely, Case. Have a great weekend. You too. That is Damon doing a great job as always. Oh, doggone. I just hung up with him, and I forgot to ask him about his AAU team. I know they're going to likely be playing this weekend. But anyway, we'll catch him uh, the next go-around. I'm sure they're going to have some big victories this weekend.
Uh, let's catch a break. When we get back, I'm going to get you my weekend predictions, uh, and then we'll get to the bottom of the show of our betting picks. We're having a great time here on Play by Play. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou, the rage and Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You have a pest control problem roundtree's pest control and supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business they carry a full line of professional products for termites mosquitoes ants wasps fleas bed bugs mice and rats or any other pest control needs you may have that's roundtree's pest control and supplies call 985-475-3314 that's roundtree's pest control and supplies Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's activities for the rodeo on Friday, we have DJ Frozen. We also have a cornhole tournament, followed by Sharks in December. Saturday, we have Bingo and Mimosas, DJ Frozen again. Rough and Ready, we have our awards, a live auction. And closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We've got about 20 minutes to spend with you all. On this Friday, let's thank our sponsors, Ashley Barrio, State Farm Agent and Cutoff, the Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Get Goodness, what was that? Just had a hard time uh, getting that one out. Let's try that again. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish. Hot from the pot, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Can you guys tell it's Friday yet? Goodness. Buzz off. The only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. And Trucks Favorite, <laughs> or not, depending on how the game goes, 3T Oil Change. Home of the drive-through oil change. The Tarpons hit one 3T oil change home run yesterday. That was a long, long towering home run from Darren Ducey. The Tarpons are going to try to hit a few more tomorrow, which serves as a reminder. Join us for high school varsity baseball coverage. Sponsored in part by Lafouche Paris President Archie Chasson, Orm Bar and Grill, State Bank and Trust Company, Rev, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, 
Joe Septic Contractors, Lafouche Parish Sheriff Craig Weber, Down the Bayou General Contractors, State Senator Mike Fazy, and Advanced Eye Institute tomorrow. Game two, South Lafouche and South Terrebonne at 12 out in Galliano. And if necessary, game three will be at 3 o'clock or roughly about, you know, 30 minutes or so after game two. It's going to be a hot day. Very warm, very toasty. Stay hydrated. If you got, you know, means to set up a tent out down the foul lines, do so. Support our concession stand and um, make sure that you take care of yourself out of the park. So we've got our weekend predictions here, and I'm going to dive right into it. The first one, I think LSU is going to win the weekend series with Alabama on the baseball diamond. The Tigers are playing much better as of late. They started off the conference season slow, but they have been much better. They're now 12-9. and nine. In the SEC schedule, they're 30-14 and 14 overall, and this is a team that's starting to get that mojo and starting to get that vibe. It's a team that when they're up against it and they're not playing well, they find ways to win, and I've said this throughout the season, is that they're finding ways to win in part because like, they actually like their coach now. <laughs> I think that was always one of the struggles with Paul Maneri is that he was so hard on the guys and he really struggled to relate to the guys, especially at the end of his career, that the guys would be kind of timid and tight and they wouldn't be playing as hard as they maybe otherwise would have. Um, I think that LSU is going to be in a good spot because they, they like Jay Johnson's got all those dudes pulling in the right direction. He's done a very good job, made a good, strong impression and I think that it'll be a good situation for the Tigers going forward. Next prediction is going to hurt my heart. I think my 76ers are going to get knocked out this weekend by Miami. Philly is in a rough spot. This team was built to play around Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid is not there, and it's a grind. James Harden is being doubled. He's being trapped. He's being closely guarded. He's not having an opportunity to get free. Miami is making life very difficult on him. And there's just not any answers. Like when, when your first pass option is to pass the ball to Tobias Harris in a second-round playoff game, you're in big, big trouble. And that's what it is for Philly right now. So I think that the 76ers are going to get knocked out, and I think that Miami is the best team in the Eastern Conference. I think they're going to win the East. No one's talking about them. I think they're going to win the East. I think that Dallas is going to play better at home. That's my next weekend prediction. I think that the Mavericks are going to stay alive on their home floor this weekend. The Mavericks got blitzed in Phoenix. But I think their role play, like the challenge for Dallas in this series so far has been no one besides Luka Doncic has done anything. Like not even a little bit of anything. Luka's going for 40, you know, 35, 40 points every game. They've not gotten any support from anyone else. On the road, in the playoffs, guys usually play better um, and have opportunities to, you know, the, the role players are usually stronger and they usually do a better job. So I think that the Dallas role players are going to do a much better job at home and I think that they're going to stay alive. My next weekend prediction also involving basketball. I don't think the Grizzlies are going anywhere. There are a lot of folks nationally that think that the Warriors are going to just run away with this. There are a lot of folks nationally that think that the Warriors are head and shoulders better than Memphis. I don't think the Grizzlies are going anywhere. I think that the Grizzlies are going to be around. I think that the Grizzlies are going to be competitive. I think the Grizzlies are going to play close. 
And I'll go so far as to say they might even steal a game in Oakland and get back home court advantage before this thing is all said and done. When you have John Moran on your team, you always have a chance because he is capable of doing the extraordinary. He is the player in an ordinary league that is capable of doing extraordinary things. And with that in your locker room, you've always got a shot. So I think that Memphis will be in position to perhaps maybe even win a game on the road. I think they're going to play very competitive and solidify themselves as one of the best teams in the Western Conference. So, my next prediction. You guys are waiting for me to predict the baseball series. I'm making you wait for it. I think Canelo is going to win via knockout this weekend. I don't expect any challenges there. I don't expect any issues there. I think Canelo's fighting a guy that he's going to beat easily. And I think that he's going to win and he's going to punch his ticket for that big, you know, prize fight with Triple G. So I think that Canelo Alvarez is going to take care of business there. Next prediction as we kind of get into some of the things that you guys are wanting to hear about. I think Covenant Christian's going to win game three against Central Catholic and they're going to move on to the next round. The Lions top to bottom are likely a more complete team than the Eagles are. But, man, you can't take anything away from what Central Catholic has done this postseason. They beat the number one seed, which is an incredible feat. And then now they're giving hell to CCA, who's the number eight seed. They're pushing them tooth and nail. There'll be a winner-take-all game there in that one. Kudos to them, but I think it's going to end tomorrow. I think CCA is going to knock them off. Next weekend prediction, Vanderbilt moves on without issue. I think that – listen to me. All week long, I've been telling you, man, don't look – you know, don't worry – or, or don't overlook St. Michael. They're going to challenge Vanderbilt. And now in my predictions, I'm telling you, the Terriers are going to win in two. I think Vanderbilt's front-end starting pitching is just too good. I think the Terriers are going to defend their home field and win a couple of ball games by three, four runs each. I don't think there'll be blowouts, but I think Vanderbilt's going to move on. And now lastly, I think South Lafouche wins game two tomorrow in a close competitive, hard-fought game that is going to end up going down as one of the better high school games that we have called this season. And then I think they win game three decisively. I think game two is going to be a war. I think Arsenault is going to battle. I think he's going to be on his game. I think Josh Pierce is going to battle. He's going to be on his game. We're looking at like a four-to-two type game. And then I think that the Tarpons will have just enough left in the tank to get by game three by multiple runs because I think they will have more in the tank left than the Gators will. Maybe I'm wrong, and if I am, I'll be the first to tip my cap and, and you know shout out the Gators because I'm, I'm so proud of what they've already done this season. right? Coach Barb and his crew, they've been through hell and, and, and high water, literally high water, and they have fought, and they're now one win away from Sulphur. But I just don't think this is a Tarpon team that's going to be the one to go quietly into the night. I think this is a Tarpon team that's going to come out with their backs against the wall and play the best baseball that we've seen them play this season. I think they win game two in a thriller, and I think they win game three on the power of the depth of their starting pitching. Can't wait. I'm getting getting the free songs just thinking about how much fun that's going to be tomorrow. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll get you your betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. We've had a great week of play-by-play. We've taken play-by-play on the road. If you've got an event um, you know, or a, a restaurant or something that you want us to go to, the folks at El Paso loved our company yesterday. 
They treated us super well. They really enjoyed having us there. If you've got a, you know an eatery in the area and you want play by play to go to your business and you know talk some sports to your clientele during the lunch hour, give us a ring, man. We would love to do that. We're looking always looking for ways to grow. So let's catch a break when we get back. We'll wrap up the week with three betting picks, and then we'll get out of here and go enjoy our weekend. It's play by play on KLEB. It's the Memorial Day sales event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams, long-lasting new pickups, or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins onan and many more industrial power systems power is our middle name call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in galliano when you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Thibodeau Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by Health Grades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by Health Grades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. I don't Welcome back to Play by Play here. We're wrapping up our show. I've got some betting picks for you all. We want to thank Coach Guitros for his time. We want to thank Coach St. Pierre for his time. And thanks to everybody for listening. And uh, more important than that, thanks to you know everybody for you know helping to grow our show. Our sponsor sheet continues to get longer and longer. We're doing a good job building this thing. Look, this was an idea that I came to. Mr. Jerry and Andrea and, you know, all the folks here in like November and was like, Hey, like what if we, you know, everybody likes the Saturday show so much. Like what if we did one every day and it just kind of grew from there. Uh, so we're, we're very thankful for the support. We never anticipated to have this much support so early in the game, but we're, uh, we're doing a good job and we look to, to keep it rolling. So uh, let's get you some betting picks, right? That's what you guys are, are interested in at the end of the show. Um, Today, I like the Philadelphia 76ers to score over 104.5 points against the Miami Heat. They got to 103 in the last game against Miami. Now they're at home. Role players should be, should play better. Maxi should be shooting it a little better. 
Niang should be shooting a little bit better. There's the whispers of Embiid possibly playing in game three. I think he's going to play. He's listed as doubtful. I think he's going to play. He's cleared concussion protocol. They're trying to fit him for a mask. and like It feels like a wrestling angle, right? Like They're trying to figure out a, a mask that's going to fit him. and like It's got a whole lot of WWE vibe to it, right? I think that the 76ers are going to play crisper. They're going to play better. Don't know if they'll necessarily win, but I think their offense will be smoother, and I think they're going to score over 104.5. You're only asking them to jump a point and a half from what they did on the road. They should be better at home than on the road, so give me Philly to go over that point total. Today, let's see, I like, where is it? Over 218.5 for Phoenix and Dallas. These games early in the series have gone way over that total, like way, way over that total. Um, so now that we're in Dallas, uh, the, the challenge is going to be like Phoenix won game one, 121 to 114. They won game two, 129 to 109. And their role players played excellent. Like Chris Paul and Booker had a lot of help. And the inclination is to say that on the road, the role players for Phoenix won't be as efficient. And that's probably a fair inclination, right? But I counter you by then saying, okay, Phoenix role players won't play so well, okay? That's good. But I think the Dallas role players are going to play better. So I think it's going to level out. The concern earlier in the series, and I actually picked under in game one of this series and got burned. The concern was that Dallas plays a style where they just kind of walk the ball up the floor, right? They don't play with a whole lot of pace. But against Phoenix, they're not able to get stops. So they're then having to chase the tail all game long. They're having to play faster, and it's caused these games to go way over. So I think that it's going to be another one tonight. Maybe a little bit fewer points than what we've seen in game one and game two, but game one and game two both went way, way over those lines. So I think that, that this one's going to go over as well. I think this is going to go over 218.5, and, and I think that we're going to see some offense here. One more, and then we'll get out of Dodge. We're going to end our week with... Let's see. Give me, uh, looking through the list, give me this one. Give me the Astros to win over Detroit today with the run line, which is minus one and a half, meaning they've got to win by multiple runs for you to win your bet. Houston is really good at home. Y'all, I've been holding back a sneeze for like five minutes now, this whole segment. So if I let it out, um, God bless me in advance. The Astros are are very good at home. The Tigers are not very good on the road. The Astros are drastically better than the Tigers. We all know this. Anybody who follows baseball knows this. Luis Garcia is throwing for Houston. He's been pretty good. Bo Brisky is throwing for Detroit. Eh, young arm. I think the Astros are going to score. Detroit, when they lose, they usually lose big. They lost just by a run yesterday which means that they're probably ripe to get hammered on today. I think the Astros are going to take care of business, and I think they're going to win like a 7-3 to type ball game today over Detroit. So that's going to wrap it up today. We've got high school baseball tomorrow. That'll start at noon. Can't wait. We've got the sports corner. That'll start at 10. It'll be from 10 to 11.30. We'll be talking high school baseball leading into the first pitch and pregame show of the game between the Tarpons and the Gators. It's going to be a fun time, such a fun time, so much going on. So this is Casey Disclare. We're going to sign off. We're going to wrap up right here. You've been listening to Play by Play. We'll be back next week letting you know who made it to Sulphur. 
previewing those matchups and setting the stage for what's going to be another big week in the world of sports. You've been listening to Play by Play. Have a great rest of the weekend, and may God bless you and your families. Goodbye, everybody.